Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 228. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of, and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. The average person spends $18,000 a year on non-essentials, but only $3,600 a year on personal development. Our mind is our most powerful tool. It's time to start investing in it. Learn exactly how to change what you think, believe, and feel, and get past self-limiting beliefs that may have been holding you back for years. Start investing in your most valuable asset, your mind. Join 143 other students that have already pre-enrolled in my Mindset Bootcamp course. Click the link in the show notes to pre-enroll today. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. When we don't prioritize mental health and self-care, we compromise our happiness and health, which leads to jeopardizing our relationship with ourselves, our goals, and our relationships. You might have a good enough understanding that self-care is important, but the challenge is actually adopting self-care practices that can improve your life. So what are some of those self-care tips and practices we can implement today. Number one, the calmer you are, the clearer you think. Being calm allows us to focus on what we need to do and allows us to get things done a lot more quickly and efficiently. Calmness actually impacts our creativity too. Research has shown that our most creative ideas come when we are not actively focused or stressed. Staying calm allows us to be in a more clear state of mind. In other words, emotions shape our decisions via the depth of thought. 
In addition to influencing the content of thought, emotions also influence the depth of information processing related to decision-making. So you may be wondering, how do I make better decisions while staying calm? First, bring calm to high-stress situations. So let's look at specific situations where it's us that's struggling to stay calm or others around us. If you're in person, first get the panicked individual to look you in the eye. If you're leading a team of people, start with getting the most panicked person to look you in the eye. Validate how people are feeling. We can accomplish this by saying things like, I know you're scared, or I can see you're uncomfortable. When we acknowledge their personal truth, it communicates that we get it and we get them. Next, lower your voice and slow down. This will help others to calm down and it ensures we're heard and understood the first time. When it comes to our own personal calmness, prioritize objective truth. We can accomplish this by asking ourselves, what am I going to do? What might happen along the way? Why am I qualified to handle these challenges? Second, prioritize time-sensitive decisions. We can ensure this happens by asking ourselves, is there a time-sensitive deadline that's causing me stress? Am I bringing self-imposed stress to this decision? The idea is that we are pulling apart our stress and the pressure we feel to make a decision. This allows us space and less stress, which ultimately leads to better decisions. Third, don't make decisions on the spot. It's much better to respond thoughtfully and thoroughly than respond quickly. In panic mode, we offer solutions too early before we have all of the available data and options and all of that being considered. This is specifically the case when we feel like we're being judged or evaluated in a high-stress moment. Give yourself the appropriate amount of time to step away, consider all the angles, and then circle back with a well-reasoned decision. Slowing down in the moment ultimately leads to better decisions and a healthier relationship with ourselves. Number two, be kind, but learn to say no. Most of us are more likely to say yes than no to things we don't want to do. Why is that? Well, the primary reason we say yes is a need for approval. We're afraid of what the other person will think about us if we say no. This surrounds the fear of rejection. Saying no allows us to control where we spend our time. There's two different ways we can use our time. Either investing our time or spending our time. Invested time means actions that are compounded. Spent time means actions that don't. 
With this critical framework in mind, we need to be extremely thoughtful about how we invest our time or spend our time. Saying no allows us to control our spending. On top of this, if we cannot give ourselves 100% to something, we should never apologize for that. This is not only a sign of respect to ourselves, but it's also a sign of respect to the other person. If we cannot dedicate our full attention and effort to their request, we are simply hurting them and ourselves. In reality, this is a form of respect internally and externally. And I want to be clear, saying no does not need a follow-up explanation. We are under no obligation to do anything that someone asks us to do. Sure, there are times where saying no may not be in our best interests, but ultimately, that decision is up to us and us alone. All too often, we feel the need to explain ourselves. Not feeling compelled to give a reason is a form of self-care. By giving ourselves the ability and freedom to use the word no, we are giving ourselves back power and control. And these things can help to drive our confidence. We spend so much of our lives adjusting to other people. Sometimes it's okay to let them adjust to us. The world certainly doesn't revolve around us. And the same thing can be said for those across from us. Don't apologize for saying no and making yourself a priority. Number three, refine your ecosystem. What we surround ourselves with greatly influences the outcome of our daily reality. This ecosystem, just like the one we live in, consists of a multitude of organisms and physical things that all interact from the people in our network, such as a mentor, our friends, the circle we spend the most time around, what we read, what we listen to, such as podcasts or audiobooks, what we watch from YouTube to TikTok to TV. All of these things make up our environment, our ecosystem. And each one of those organisms contributes to our happiness, our success, our mindset, and our long-term outcome. Each one plays a crucial role. And if we have one or two or three of these things, but not all, we have an unbalanced ecosystem. The balance of our ecosystem is critical. So critical, in fact, that we should be dedicating a significant amount of time evaluating and adjusting this daily. When we understand the role that each organism plays in our success, we dedicate greater time questioning whether or not those things belong in our lives. We question its purpose in relation to us. We question the balance. And here's the beautiful thing that happens when we take a closer look at our ecosystem. We find flaws, whether 
the people we've chosen to surround ourselves with, our job, if it's making us miserable, why we spend countless hours mindlessly scrolling TikTok. This curiosity exposes room for potential, for improvements, constantly questioning why. What would happen if I surround myself with like-minded individuals or those I aspire to be like? What would happen if I got a mentor? What would happen if I spent more time putting myself in uncomfortable positions rather than living in comfort? Here's the beautiful thing about this curiosity and evaluation. We get to engage in the things that drive our true happiness. Not this veal that we think is happiness. We allow ourselves to expose our struggles because they no longer act as a mask. And when this happens, we connect with other authentic individuals that are doing the same, which ultimately leads to greater connections, one intertwined in greater intimacy and meaning, which then leads to greater connections and environments that propel greater opportunities. This is an ecosystem based on organisms that breed growth. Number four, take loving yourself seriously, valuing and caring for our own needs and wants and desires is critical to our mental health and happiness. If we struggle to love ourselves and take care of ourselves, how do we deliver value to the rest of the world? So how can we take this love seriously? First, don't compare yourself to others. This is the fastest way to start feeling bad for ourselves, filling our mind with toxic thoughts and comments like, what if I had their life? How much better would it be? What if I had that six-figure paying job? What if I had their fancy car? Today, these thoughts are probably more common than they were 15 years ago because we have a window into everyone's life online. But this internal thinking with time invites this idea that we do not have control. It starts to build a prison around our mind keeping us away from loving ourselves. Many struggles in our mind involve turning away from reality by being preoccupied with this search for another life, a form of escapism. When you find this happening, ask yourself, what is this helping me accomplish? Why does this benefit my life? What positive will come from comparing my life to someone else's. Next, let yourself off the hook. Whatever mistake we made, whatever misstep we took in the past, it already occurred. We went through the experience and hopefully learned from it. The longer we sit with that mistake and allow it to marinate, the more time and energy it keeps stealing from us. We need to learn to embrace our mistakes. We need to remind ourselves, when we know better, we do better. Our body and mind are the only two that we will ever get. It's critical that we give it the love and care it deserves. Treat those two things right and you can live a longer, healthier, and happier 
life. Number five, change your perspective, change your world. Our perspective determines our reality. Our experiences and perceptions determine how we process information and feel about our surroundings. Our problems are only as big as we make them. Our problems don't cause negative feelings. Our perspective does. Our problems usually spark emotions. Being overwhelmed, stressed, sad, or disheartened, or anxious. These emotions usually spread extremely fast. And the flood of these emotions usually distorts our reality, impairing our vision and judgment. It's our mind's way of telling us whether the things happening to us are good or bad. The issue is that those emotions are exactly that, emotions. And while it's good to recognize them and understand what they're telling us, it's just as critical to separate those emotions from the facts. And those two worlds cross over for many people. We fixate on all of the negative things that come along with it. For a moment, think back to last week or last month or last year. What do you notice when looking back in time? Most tend to think about all the negative things attached to their lives. Missed opportunities, failing at something, being in a toxic relationship, doing poorly in an interview and missing a career-changing job opportunity. The list goes on and on and on. Why do we do this? Well, there's a scientific explanation for this. It has to do with the part of the brain called the amygdala, which functions as an alarm. This alarm is constantly on the lookout for danger, for fear, and bad news. And scientists believe that it's our brain's default position. So how can we disrupt this pattern? Write down any event and draw a line down the center of the page. On the left is the things that didn't go as planned. And on the right is all the good that has come from it. We are so consumed by the negative aspects and emotions around these things that we let it ruin our days or weeks. We let it run our lives. It doesn't need to be that way. We control how we proceed after receiving any piece of information. And more importantly, we need to recognize that what we look for is what we tend to to see. Instead of looking for an outcome that is negative or flawed, look for something positive that can be beneficial or added to your life. This is a much more effective approach than diminishing an area of its worth. By shifting to search for happiness, we can create it. One of the biggest challenges most of us face is also using the term should, out loud or in our minds. Using the word should causes us more pain and suffering than experiencing the event in the first place. We need to avoid this perception 
and allow ourselves to learn rather than regret. Number six, forgive your old self. Let's be honest. Making peace and moving forward is often easier said than done. Being able to forgive ourselves requires empathy, compassion, kindness, and understanding. It also requires us to accept that forgiveness is a choice. We always do the best with the data that we have at that specific time. It is easy to criticize our old self. And the only reason that it's easy to criticize our old self is because we've grown. We've gained greater knowledge and awareness. What we should do with this information is give ourselves credit. Because if we're looking back and shaking our heads at our older self and past behaviors and choices, it means we've come a long way in our journey. We've grown. There are a few ways that we can start forgiving ourselves. First, focus on your emotions. This means that we acknowledge and process our emotions. Process being the key word there. These are data centers packed with information. We need to learn to welcome them, not allow them to cripple us. Next, acknowledge your mistake out loud. Acknowledge what you've learned. When we do this, we are imprinting in our minds what we learned. Next, look at mistakes as learning experiences. Mistakes hold the key to moving forward. If we remind ourselves that is the case, we become more willing to take more risks, leading to more mistakes, leading to greater growth and happiness and success. Lastly, recognize when you're being hard on yourself. Write down what your inner critic is thinking. Sometimes that visualization can highlight just how hard we are on ourselves, which then allows us to realign and see reality. Now, forgiving also goes beyond forgiving ourselves. It also means forgiving others. When we cannot forgive, we hold on to hate, negativity, resentment, all of this clogs our ability to create happiness. We all make mistakes. We all are human. Not a single person is perfect. Forgiving allows us to become free. And this gives us the ability to focus on the bigger picture of life. We start focusing on the things that truly matter. The things that increase our chances of success and happiness. You might have heard of the saying, don't step over dollars for pennies. This is not only true for business, but our lives as well. Most tend to make the small stuff the big stuff. Life is filled, filled with opportunities. Don't let the small crap distract you from that. Seek out happiness. Seek out opportunity and take care of yourself. It's your only mind and body that you get. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into self-care tips you need to start today. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, 
or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. The Motivated Mind is a Legacy Division.